0: Welcome to Engaging Experts, the podcast that goes behind the scenes with influential attorneys. Our guests will describe their practice and expertise. Then we will go deep on various topics related to effectively using expert witnesses. Hi, this is Russ Rosenzweig. I am the CEO and co-founder of Roundtable Group and also the host of this podcast series. And when we got into the expert witness business 25 years ago, I had this realization that the lawyers, the litigators that we work with so frequently to help find their expert witnesses are just as much experts themselves as are the professors and expert witnesses that we recommend to them in the expert witness search and referral context. So the vision behind this podcast as we begin our next 25 years here at Roundtable Group is to showcase some of those litigators. And our program is designed to introduce you to fellow litigators. And maybe you're a business owner or an entrepreneur and might be interested in some of the top litigators in our nation. We'll be talking about all things expert related that we work on with our litigation clients, and we'll also be introducing the lawyers and learning about them and their practice and what they specialize in. So I'm really thrilled to kick off this podcast series. And speaking of experts, it's my pleasure to introduce my teacher and guru, who (laughs) is really, I think, the top expert in the world on all things podcasts, which which is John Corcoran. And John has been doing thousands, literally, of interviews with successful entrepreneurs and investors and CEOs. And I think poor dear even had to do a 60-minute podcast with me a few weeks ago. So thanks for surviving that. And it's great to talk to you
1: again, John. My pleasure, Russ. And team, we've got a whole team here. We've got the all-stars, so I'm going to introduce them in a second. So I'm excited to dive into this. We're going to be talking in this episode about why use an expert on experts. That's what Roundtable Group is, is helping litigators and law firms to get the right expert at the right time for the right case, for the right matter. So we're going to dive into that topic. Um, But first, before we get into that, this episode is brought to you by Roundtable Group, the expert on experts for more than 25 years. They have helped litigators to locate, assess, and engage the best and most qualified expert witnesses. Roundtable Group is a great complement to any litigator's expert witness quest, and the search is always free of charge. The skilled team will review the complaint or patent and discuss all the nuances and details of the perfect expert. They'll perform thorough and comprehensive, comprehensive research and even call the candidates to check for conflicts and confirm their availability, saving attorneys hours and hours of time. If you need an expert witness now, you can visit roundtablegroup.com or also contact them at at roundtablegroup.com. All right, so I've got an all-star group here with me today. In addition to Russ Rosenzweig, CEO and co-founder of Roundtable Group, we also have Dan Rubin, National Business Development Manager. We have Bryce David, who's the Senior Manager of IP Services. And we have David Seeley, Business Development Executive, all here at your service to give the background of why you would want if you're a litigator or a law firm to bring in someone else to help you with this function. So first, Russ, I'll I'll go over to you. Um, You were the co founder of this company 25 years ago. And let's start with, you know, why did you dive into this business? Why did you see this as an opportunity? And why did you see it as a, a really a need in the market?
0: Well, you know, John, when we first got started in the mid-90s, we actually didn't have lawyers and expert witnesses on our minds. Our startup concept was to create the world's first consulting firm consisting entirely of university professors, Mm -hmm. uh, which was a really unique concept at the time and was driven by the fact that my co-founders and I had amazing teachers at places like Northwestern and University of Chicago and Cornell and Vanderbilt. And we just kind of wondered why aren't these rockstar faculty members used more often in what I might call a commercial context, um, in sort of a consulting context. So when we first started, John, the vision was to have a Consortium of thousands, really tens of thousands of PhD and MD faculty members who collectively would provide services to clients.
1: Cool, and eventually you you realize that there was a a heavy need, particularly in the legal uh, realm and the legal world, and so you put a lot of your energy into that. Um, But it's it's a lot bigger than just the network, right? You have a lot of people that come to you and say you know, do you have an expert in this field, which is one piece of it, right? But in addition to that, it's also there's there's more to it, there's more to actually going out and finding recruiting, convincing, uh, negotiating with all the other elements that are involved in placement placement of an expert. So give me some, um, a little bit of explanation on on both the network piece, which of course is valuable, you built a big, big network over 25 years. and And then also, kind of a high-level overview of uh, the search piece as well.
0: Well, that's quite right, John. It was a very fortuitous accident, really, that, lawyers and litigators specifically started calling us because as we were focused on building this professor network, it was such a unique idea. No one had ever like created a consulting firm of professors before that we got a lot of press. We were in the Wall Street Journal. We were in the New York Times. We were in Fortune, in Cranes. And that got the attention, thank God really, of quite a few law firm partners, particularly litigators who found us, who heard about us and called us about their expert witness needs. Uh, It was a real aha moment for us, John. We didn't realize until then that it is very time consuming and very inefficient for litigators to find their expert witnesses. And last I checked right before this podcast, John, I think I saw a statistic that there are a hundred million disputes filed every year and in the US, and most of them require expert witnesses. And so, you know, we started taking phone calls from litigators, and more often than not, they didn't need a professor. They needed some other kind of specialized expert. Uh, and, you know, we kept growing our database. It's pretty massive by now, 25 years later. Um, I think one of the hallmarks of Roundtable Group and our expert. I guess we would call it expert witness research process is even though we have by now possibly the world's largest database of expert witnesses of every kind. uh, It's always just the starting point for us, John. We usually have three or four great expert witness candidates in that database, but, you know, we really pride ourselves on thoroughness and rigor Um, We come out of sort of a University of Chicago tradition here where everything is about thorough data. And, you know, God forbid there's a perfect expert who's not in our database uh, that would be even more perfect for a lawyer's needs. So it's our intent always, every time we work with a lawyer, to leave no stone unturned. And we have a quite rich and rigorous, almost what I would call a checklist. Of tools and techniques that we use beyond our massive database, anytime and every time a lawyer needs an expert witness.
1: And I, I definitely want to get into that, um, or give a high-level overview at least. We're going to have other episodes that go more in depth on the search piece. Um, and you mentioned University of Chicago. I know you got your MBA there, so you're really familiar with the uh, the the trainings that comes from there. But I want to go over um, to you, David Seeley, and talk a little bit about intake, the intake piece, because, uh, and again, we're going to have more in-depth discussion around this, but what I think is fascinating, and a lot of maybe lawyers uh, who are immersed in their case, immersed mm-hmm. in their client work, don't realize is that they don't always know the series of questions when they don't do it on a daily basis, like you guys do, that should be asked to, that, that will help lead you down the path of Finding the right expert, so talk a little bit about that intake process and why it's critical
2: sure sure and and the intake guide is very critical, and it is our starting point when we do get that request from an attorney for an expert witness and and one of the things that we really uh, pride ourselves in is you know centered around the process of what we do, so again, it's important for uh, the conflict check, for example, to have party names, we we have to get the party names, we have to make sure that we're not already involved in the case, because we won't work for both sides of a matter, we'll only work for one side. And so the party names are important, we make sure that that that's our conflicts check. And we also make sure secondarily with with the uh, with the party names is oftentimes when we are reaching out to experts, and we do share that information, sometimes there's a conflict with an expert. So that that's kind of a, a first piece of getting that, and then what we do next is we really look at the, the the type of matter it is and the case facts, the relevant facts about the case. And this is very highly critical because our experts are so specialized and they are so um expert at their area of knowledge that you know we they have such a wheelhouse that they are so good at and and the more information that we can provide. To our experts, you know, this is what the case is about. This is what the attorney is looking for. The more of that information that we can provide to the expert, it it allows the expert to say, I'm interested and I'm qualified. I I would love to get involved in this. So we really like to get the, the details and the main facts about the case to present to our experts. Also, lets the attorney know, you know, we're not just, you know, Going through a list of, uh, you know, 15 experts and we'll just pick three or four out of there and send, send you their CVs. We really match you up. And I know you said earlier, you know, one of our, our hallmarks is the right expert at the right time on the right terms. So that's very important. And, and, and there are several other little aspects to the intake guide as well as far as once the, the cases, uh, the facts are there, once the, you know, we we know what kind of expert the attorney is looking for. Um, We we look at geographical preference. We look at the location of the expert, you know, if someone's in New York City, and there's a case being held in New York City, do they want someone from that region? Do they want someone from New York or Boston or DC? And a lot of times that plays into, you know, the fact of even being able to get in touch with them and and meet with them in person and, and be able to you know, just interview the expert because that's something that we do is we, once we match the expert, once we get the, the right expert for them, you know, we, we have interviews. We let them talk to the experts. We let them look at their CVs and, and, you know, they're, they're able to take a look at that and see if that is what they're looking for. So th- those kinds of things are very important with the intake guide. It's kind of our, our bedrock of, you know, the, the information that we have to have in order to really get started.
1: Great. Uh, Dan Rubin, I want to turn to you to talk about the search process. And, you know, for a busy attorney who's hopping from case to case, client to client, throughout a day or throughout a week, busy, you know, they often don't have the time, the bandwidth to go really deep and and figure out who are the right experts. And so it's really interesting, but you have these expert witness services managers, and we're going to hear from another one in a second, Bryce David, who are really domain experts. Uh, in many, many have advanced degrees in, in different categories, so they're able to read a patent and understand it. They're able to read a multi-hundred page complaint and understand it. So talk a little bit about the role that they play.
3: Right. Thanks, John. So you you hit the nail on the head. Our team of expert witness services managers are are truly the value that that we add to the expert search. As Russ mentioned, our network, as vast as it, as it is, with thousands and thousands of, of experts in the gamut of disciplines, in the most nuanced of specialties within those disciplines, is just our starting point. It's the tip of the iceberg. I think, what is it, um one tenth of an iceberg is actually what is visible above the water, and the remaining 90% is Submerged. A good metaphor. That, thank you. Uh, I believe I got it from our CEO, Russ Rosenzweig. Um, it and that's right. That's analogous to our team of of expert witness services managers. They have, as you alluded to, over ten plus uh, sorry, ten plus years of experience in various disciplines former attorney's uh Bryce David on our call today is is himself an electrical engineer so uh when he gets a patent infringement case he's not only um, just uh you know searching our 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 network and searching beyond looking in google google scholar and linkedin premium and so on and so forth various other resources He's he has the knowledge when he's reading the patent to truly understand and match up the the necessary expert with the particular technology that the the case uh, that that's uh, I'm sorry that that case calls for
1: yeah so, and have an educated conversation with these potential experts to to assess whether they have su- sufficient domain expertise and presentation skills to be the appropriate person for the case.
3: Exactly. Speaking the language. And it can be, it is almost like a foreign language if you're not skilled in that particular uh, practice area. Uh, Additionally, uh, you know, these, when he's, attorneys don't have the time to truly assess these candidates like our team of expert witness services managers do. That's what we do all day, every day. And they've been doing it for 25 plus years in the industry. So when an attorney comes to us asking, do you have an expert in X field with Y nuance to their expertise and in Z geographical area, that question is almost irrelevant because if we don't have someone already in our network, our team of expert witness services managers are going to find that expert uh, 99% of the time. And they're going to do so, as david mentioned the intake within the necessary time frame we'll find out specifically not only when is the attorney's expert disclosure deadline but also when is the heavy lifting so to speak uh, going to be necessary writing the reports perhaps doing a site inspection and so on and so forth so it's it's bringing together all the various aspects not only of of the questions that we're asking knowing the right questions to ask knowing the right places to look but then also combining it with the relationships that we've developed with these experts over 25 plus years in the industry. If a particular expert looks like the ideal candidate, but is not in the geographical location, for instance, in which the attorney needs the expert to be, then those experts in our network may be able to and often are able to recommend colleagues uh, who are in, in the right location. And so there are many, many you know instances in which we found the the needle in the haystack, or to use another analogy, like Rusted, you know, um, turning over that stone and finding that expert underneath this uh, in this remote area. Uh, for instance, you know, we we had an insurance case I'll never forget, um, or I should say, an attorney came to us looking for an expert in insurance in an insurance case where they were looking for an industrial hygienist to opine on as to the safety practices and procedures of shipyards during World War II. And I thought to myself, there is no way we're finding this, this, this expert. I didn't say that, of course, to the attorney. And it's a good thing I didn't, because sure enough, we found multiple candidates. Uh, You know, just one other instance that, you know, comes to mind, you know, uh, actually, too, we found an expert in fire safety practices and procedures in a Venezuelan prison, you know, so it's not just this general area uh, of expertise that were that for which we're uh, providing candidates. But the what I say, what I ask attorneys to do is tell me what, what is your what does your ideal expert look like? Because we can always go broader, but we want to find that very specific ideal expert.
1: So Uh, let me Yeah, Sorry so l- let me let me bring in one of those uh expert witness services managers Bryce David so what you're doing is really like finding that needle in the haystack you're doing detective work it sounds like
4: yeah i mean it, it is it it's about understanding actually i i think that clients are a little bit surprised initially cuz they talk to david and you know he asks them all the questions and david then sends it to me and that gives me enough to just come up to speed. My colleagues make me sound like really smart, which is awesome. But, <laughs> but I'm really, you know, you have to learn these things. And so before I call the attorney, I've actually kind of done a little bit of research about the case and what they might be talking about, because I'm going to call them. And I'm going to have a second conversation about the expert, what they need and the better informed I am. The better questions i 'm going to ask, the better answers i 'm going to get, and I, that lets me get as close as possible to what they actually need because they know their case better than i do there's no question about that, but I think I know finding experts better than they do
3: right and, right
4: you know it, the better I get, the more information I can get out of them and by the way that saves mu- that saves time that conversation right. saves so much time on everybody's behalf right right, and speaking of that, you know if
1: you go down one of these um routes you find an expert and you spend a bunch of time researching them talking to them and then it turns out they're not worthwhile you haven't charged the client a dime right they
4: yeah oh that's not even the worst the worst is when they say they're a perfect fit and you get them on the phone they start talking to the attorney and it just doesn't mesh. Mm. they just don't click yeah and you know within five minutes that you're going to be on the call and it's just not going to work out. And but it so happens. you're already and, and, thinking like, I got to find somebody else. <laughs> yeah, but it,
1: it, it does happen for cases. Oh, yeah. and so
4: it's, it's then you
1: are there to stand by, to find yeah. the new one. Just, and talk yeah. a little bit, talk a little bit about one of the challenges, you know, people might think that, Oh, we can just find an academic, find a professor or something like that. But industry experts are actually one of the more challenging areas to so talk a little bit about how hard it is to find someone who's in industry who maybe they, they're they not writing, they're not publishing,
4: they don't have a book out. How do you find these experts? Well, that's that's actually I think where our database actually does come in because even though, about you have to realize about half the searches we end up having to go and find somebody that's on our database. But the database that we have gets you to the point where you can find somebody in the field and they're gonna know the people much better than you. And so, you know, you can have a conversation. They know us. We have relationships. I can call them. They'll call me back. They'll spend 10 minutes on the phone with me. I can say I have kind of this case and here's what I'm looking for. Who should I be talking to? You know, they're very kind and they're very helpful. So that's a great way to find people like that. But you're right. They don't publish. They don't. But they do have PhDs and they did do dissertations and they do go to industry conferences. And, you know, so there are ways to find them. But it is true that finding industry experts is much harder, but they bring a certain perspective. Right. They bring a historical perspective to cases. And sometimes that's very important to. Yeah. case. Russ, I want
1: to circle back to you. So the topic is uh, search practices and criteria, best practices. Um, you've developed this these processes over twenty five years. Um, what do you? Any anything else we haven't touched on in terms of um, the secrets, secret sauce behind how to find uh, the right expert at the right time for the right matter?
0: Well, I'll just highlight a couple of things. Maybe put them in perspective. Because this idea of having a conversation or two with a client in plain English about their matter and discussing, like really brainstorming about what the perfect expert looks like, her credentials, geographic location preference, you know, budget requirements, just everything you can imagine under the sun, like these kinds of good old fashioned thorough conversations don't happen that much anymore in the world. Um, Everything is going to apps. And, you know, we have some new competitors that boast that, hey, you don't even have to have a conversation, you just, you know, upload the complaint, and we'll do the rest. Mm. And, you know, we just have this, you know, tradition and preference for having that good old fashioned conversation. I've seen it over the years, John, where Often during these initial intake conversations, we together realize there's some different nuances. There may be a different kind of expert or two that the attorney hadn't contemplated prior to the call. And you know, my colleagues like Bryce are so skilled at this and have been at it for so many years. You know, we actually read the complaint, we read the patent. Uh, we're prepared to just really have a deep dive. You know, that being said, this you know conversation this conversational intake process is just optional. You know, basically whatever lawyers want, we'll do. You know, some of our beloved clients have worked with us so often by now that they're comfortable, like with sending us a two-page email that just, they know what we're going to ask. They articulate everything, you know, it's thorough, (laughs) it's rigorous, and we can get started. (laughs) Um, And, you know, others, you know, like to uh, knit, Totally go in the other direction and you know, meet with us privately and in person with their whole legal team in a conference room in a kind of confidential confines of a room um, and and go deep on the case. And and you know, a lot of these matters that we work on are so significant. They could be some of the biggest trials of our time. And they're quite confidential. And it's not always law firms calling us, it's sometimes government agencies. And we're just, you know, really proud um, to have developed the trust. Um, in you know so many clients and repeat clients over twenty five years, and it's partly because of you know the beginning the intake part of the process. I think the second part that clients have come to really love and trust, as we've already discussed is what we do behind the scenes, uh, as Bryce was explaining and and Dan was explaining the rigorous research process, which um, is, is you know, as much as I was saying that the traditional intake conversation is low tech, uh, everything we do research wise is quite high tech. Um, and our database that we've been building over these years is just has so many uh, complex and nuanced details to it that allows us to hone in on very specific kinds of experts. We're working increasingly with really cool and interesting artificial intelligence algorithms that allow us to, you know, look at potentially qualified experts and allows us to quickly see every article they've ever written on the topic and quickly find the co-authors and the citations and the bibliography. And, you know, just, it allows us to, you know, spend what would take a lawyer, maybe 50 hours, um, (laughs) you know, in less than that, we still spend a lot of time on behalf of our clients, but, you know, clients I think really appreciate knowing that without them having to do the work, we are just being extremely rigorous in that research process. And, and the final piece that, you know, I don't think we quite highlighted is what happens after we find uh, a few yes. qualified candidates. I'm glad, because- I'm
1: glad you brought us around to that because I did want to ask you about that. So after you've found the perfect expert. Um, there is a potential, of course, of there being a conflict that pops up later or an expert who drops out. So um, round-tip group is not done at that point, right? So talk a little bit about after that point.
0: Mm. Well, there's there's two afters. Um, the first after is when Bryce and the team, you know, find five to ten potentially qualified candidates. Um, there's a lot of work that happens after that um, in, you know, calling them up and describing the matter in more depth and, you know, checking for conflicts and assessing their interest and sometimes even negotiating their billing rates if the client is is quite price sensitive. So there's a lot, you know, and and it takes lawyers, even if they find qualified candidates, they often forget that it could take many hours to have those conversations, those what I might call vetting conversations and you know, asking those questions and getting a potential candidate up to speed, you know, it's very time consuming for a lawyer um, and we happily do it every time here. Um, the other after, of course, John, is after that perfect expert is formally engaged. Um, and uh, most typically, uh, the way it works is clients hire roundtable group for the services of the expert. Um, and that way, an expert works directly with the client. You know, we don't need to get involved in the minutiae and day-to-day operations of the work that the expert witness is doing. But we do stay involved at a little bit of a higher level in what I might call a customer service or or dazzling the customer kind of context. Uh, And we're very proud to, you know, periodically be checking in with expert and client alike. How's it going? What's working? What's not? You know, is the expert exceeding your expectations as they nearly always do? Um, And, you know, we particularly, I personally play a role when I see anything that looks like uh that looks like the expert is spending significant time on a case Uh, when I see you know a lot of hours being spent on a matter I automatically personally will pick up the phone and call the client and just you know sort of First of all, of course, thank them again for their business with us, but also really check in uh, to ensure that the expert is exceeding expectations and that invoices are as expected. And, you know, if there are any nuanced complexities, we're very proud to be able to play that role of of kind of preempting issues or concerns by having this, you know, Focus on customer service and customer excellence,
1: which is so important for a busy attorney who 's got so many things on their mind, heading you know towards a trial date to to not have to worry one fewer thing to have to worry about all right so so final question, just to wrap things up ross i 'll go to you and anyone else who wants to chime in just you know i'm i'm 's advocate here. Why again to hire a a company to come in to find my expert for me for those who are aren 't convinced yet. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So for all these 26 years now that I've been Mm -hmm. in the business, I've been, you know, I've made it a habit every day. I ask lawyers, how do you find your experts? And then as now, it's almost always the same answers. It's who do we know? Who'd we use last time? You know, who did the client happen to recommend? You know, maybe have an associate or paralegal do a Google search and you might get 9 million hits, but, you know, people only have time to look at the first page or two. And that's typically the process. Mm. Um, And, you know, our clients are very thorough and rigorous people. And I don't think that they should have this burden of needing to spend dozens and dozens of hours finding experts when they could be doing higher level, more significant lawyer work and leave the expert search to us. You know, we also like to work collaboratively with lawyers. A lot of lawyers still like to use those processes and they should. They should be asking, who do we know? Who have we worked with last time? You know, hey, we've come up with a few experts on our own. All good, even better, frankly. Uh, And we work often very collaboratively with our clients. They have a few experts that they're considering. And we go through our processes and send a few more uh, and just kind of collectively make it a very enjoyable and, and a thorough process, uh, we never charge anything upfront, John, to engage with lawyers on this expert witness search journey. Um, and you know, we're quite good at finding experts that fit within whatever budget range lawyers have. Of course, we have the customer service component post-retention that a lot of clients appreciate. So, I think you know, kind of a combination of passion. And price is the reason a lot of clients engage with us. We're just so passionate about this line of work, and we're very proud to be able to find experts within you know, basically any kind of budget that's required for a particular litigation.
1: Well, I think you covered everything, but at the risk of doing it anyways, I'm going to go around rapid fire, less than 30 seconds to each of you, and I'm going to ask you for your take, one reason why... A busy litigator is listening to this, a busy law firm that's listening to this right now, if they haven't used an expert on experts like you guys, why should they? Dan, I'll start with you. Thanks, John. Time,
3: uh, no cost short of retaining an expert. We refer are the experience of our expert services managers who only search for experts on a daily basis and have the experience in in the various disciplines in which we're looking for those same experts. So, so understanding the language, uh, having that litigation experience, but also, um, you know, I, (laughs) there's so many things I could touch on, but, um, you know, the fact that we won't work both sides of a matter uh, of the same matter, it's a, it's a higher bar than many of our competitors. Uh, the, the customer service that Russ discussed and that, that, Personal touch of a CEO, who is nipping potential uh, billing disputes in the bud, and and making sure that attorney uh, experts are meeting the attorney's expectations. You know, it's it's from start to finish. The fact that attorneys, as Russ mentioned, don't have the time to do a thorough search like we're doing for them. Why not have the experts on experts do the searching for experts while attorneys are able to do uh, other attorney-related
1: matters. Great. Bryce David, Senior Manager of IP Services, turning to you, 30
4: seconds. Well, I'm glad Dan only gave you one and didn't take all the others, <laughs> you know, that we might have mentioned. <laughs> so that was nice of and you. And David, you're last, so you're yeah, going to have to pull around. Oh, yeah, you're in trouble, that. David. <laughs> no, I think, you know what? I think they do a, their client a service, honestly, fundamentally. Uh, as a lawyer, you're doing your client a service by coming to services like us. Um, we expand the pool of people you have for your consideration. They are vetted. They are already been spoken to. They know the schedule. If I send you somebody, they're usually worth you speaking to. You may not like them. You may not click with them. They might not be, the be- what you ultimately decide to hire, but they're worth the conversation. And at the end of the day, we are going to give you candidates you would never find on your own. So why not consider them? Because this really doesn't cost your client anything yep. unless they retain one of our Great people. point. David Seeley, last thought from you.
2: Yeah, thank you. Um, so I'm going to just kind of piggyback with maybe elaborate a little bit. Um, one thing that stands out to me is reputation. And I personally feel that we're one of the best kept secrets that there is in this industry. So I say that because in that conversation, when they are looking for that expert, oftentimes just me personally, I'm sure the other guys could could say the same. There are so many things the attorney's focusing on. The expert sometimes is just the last thing or the least thing that they're thinking about. And I've had several conversations with attorneys where they're looking for a certain expert. And one of two things happens at that point. Number one, they might say, man, just talking to you, David, I think I actually need a second expert in this area because I've uncovered and I've asked those questions. So that goes into that reputation of who we are as a company. We do have that conversation, like Russ said, and we do uncover additional needs that the attorney just doesn't, they're maxed out. You know, they they are just on this case and the, the details are so important that, you know, sometimes we uncover that second expert for them. And then I've also had conversations where an attorney's like, you know, I, I think this is what I'm looking for. And through that conversation, and then I do have resources like Dan and Russ and Bryce David that I can reach out to and and get back in touch with that attorney. And, And it turns out that they were kind of in the right neighborhood on what they were looking for, but now we've really put them exactly what they're looking for. And we've, we've altered what they really were looking for in an expert. So I just think that we just have such an incredible team and reputation that if you're not using us, I mean, you're like Bryce said, you're, you're, you're doing a disservice to your, to your
1: client. Wow, David, I'm impressed. You came up with a good rationale. Yeah. That was pretty good. All right, gentlemen. Uh, roundtablegroup.com. Engaging experts at roundtablegroup.com is the email address. Russ, is there anywhere else that people can go to learn more about you, Roundtable Group, or connect with any of you folks?
0: Yeah, I think contacting us on that email address is best. We have a phone number on the website. If you prefer, you'll probably get David Seely on the line when you call. And uh, I would also encourage people to stay tuned as these podcasts start being produced, that you're gonna meet some really, really world-class lawyers um, and experts and other people kind of affiliated with the expert witness industry. It's gonna be a rare opportunity to meet some real movers and shakers and learn about their backgrounds and how they came to where they are and also to learn every possible nuance um, and technical detail of engaging with experts once they are engaged, hopefully, by us. But, you know, post-engaging your expert, there's quite hundreds and hundreds of real nuanced details for lawyers to understand about best practices, and you'll be learning them from your peers in the episodes to come.
1: Well, we're setting a high bar because people would expect nothing less from the expert on experts (laughs) that there's going to be some expertise shared on this podcast. So I look (laughs) forward to it. Gentlemen, thanks so much. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks for listening to Engaging Experts. Be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss our future episodes.